It's Monday, December the 14th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, Brexit talks extended and American vaccines shipped. First, the world in brief. Ursula von der Leyen, the European Commission President, and Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, agreed to continue negotiations over a post-Brexit trade deal. The two sides remain at odds over rules for competition and fishing rights. Britain's transition period, during which EU rules still apply and it retains access to the bloc's single market, ends on December 31st. Pfizer shipped the first doses of its COVID-19 vaccine to American states from its factory in Kalamazoo, Michigan. On Friday, America's Food and Drug Administration approved the jab, which Pfizer developed with BioNTech, a fellow drug maker for emergency use. The first injections will be given today to health workers. Britain and Canada have also approved the vaccine, and Britain began inoculations last week. Tens of thousands of farmers protested in Delhi against the plans of Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister, to change pricing laws and give private companies more sway when buying produce. Farmers insist that the changes will hurt their interests, but Mr Modi claims they will increase farmers' incomes. Six rounds of talks between the government and farming unions have already failed. Angela Merkel, Germany's Chancellor, announced tighter coronavirus restrictions, including closing most shops until mid-January. Figures released on Sunday showed a daily increase of more than 20,000 cases of COVID-19. Meanwhile, South Korea's president warned that the country may need to impose its strictest level of curbs for the first time, following the second record increase in new cases in as many days. Armenia and Azerbaijan blamed each other for clashes in the Nagorno-Karabakh region that have killed at least four people and injured several more. The casualties are the first since the two countries signed a peace agreement over the disputed region last month. Four people were stabbed and 20 were arrested in several American cities at rallies held by supporters of President Donald Trump. Demonstrators who insist Mr Trump won last month's election clashed with counter-protesters and, in some cases, police. The president continues to claim, without evidence, that Joe Biden's victory was fraudulent. Today, members of America's Electoral College will meet to confirm the result. And AstraZeneca, the British-Swedish pharmaceutical company that is developing a COVID-19 vaccine with the University of Oxford, agreed to buy Alexion, an American drug maker, for $39 billion. The deal will improve AstraZeneca's presence in America and help it to expand into new areas of medicine such as immunology. And now, here's today's agenda. Madison's Avenue The Electoral College Votes In America's Byzantine electoral system, when voters cast a ballot for president, they are technically voting for a slate of electors backing that candidate. Collectively, those 538 electors, apportioned by state according to population, are known as the Electoral College. Today, electors will meet in their respective state capitals to cast their votes, one each for president and vice president. That Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will win is not in doubt. By law, electors back the popular vote winner in each state. But despite losing today, on November 3rd, in every requested recount and 58 of 59 lawsuits, Donald Trump is unlikely to concede. He has raised more than $200 million since the election, and most Republicans back his right to contest the results. On January 6th, the new Congress will hear the results and proclaim a winner, another ordinarily pro-forma process that will almost certainly be slowed by Republican objections. Countdown 
TikTok edges to safety. Today, a federal appeals court listens to the American government's oral arguments against the judge's injunction on a TikTok ban. If the court finds in TikTok's favour, it will be another sign that the Chinese-owned social media app is heading for legal safety, despite having been living on borrowed time since September 20th. That was the first deadline set by President Donald Trump for the app to be sold to American interests. Mr Trump cited national security worries, wholly unfounded, said TikTok. Then, TikTok's Chinese parent, ByteDance, agreed to set a stake in the app to Oracle and Walmart, two American firms, and the US government gave it more time to hash out a deal. The clock ran out on December 4th, but a final agreement with Oracle is expected any day. Meanwhile, TikTok has notched up more legal victories against the government. In 37 days, President-elect Joe Biden, who has said little regarding TikTok, inherits the dossier. Slap on the wrist. America and Turkey. After months of stonewalling, America is poised to announce sanctions against Turkey over its purchase of Russia's S-400 missile defence system this week. President Donald Trump had previously let his Turkish counterpart, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, off the hook for violating an American law banning purchases from Russian arms companies. The adoption by Congress of a defence bill instructing Mr Trump to impose sanctions has now forced his hand. The move will mark the third time America has invoked sanctions against its NATO ally in as many years. The European Union announced its own measures against Turkey last week over the country's drilling and military operations in disputed waters of the eastern Mediterranean. Mr Erdogan need not despair for now. Because America has no interest in wrecking Turkey's economy, its sanctions are expected to be mostly symbolic. But unless Turkey changes course, new ones will only be a matter of time. No sweat. Apple takes on Peloton. The world's most valuable company never stands still. Today, Apple launches Fitness Plus, a suite of virtual exercise classes ranging from weights to cycling to yoga. The tech giant is going head-to-head with Peloton, a purveyor of pricey internet-connected exercise bikes whose stock price has quadrupled this year as gym closures have made it a hot commodity. For now, Apple will not sell fitness equipment, instead competing with Peloton's cheaper workout subscription service. Peloton's popular instructors make it tough to beat, but Apple hopes to win on price. Its offering is about $3 per month below Peloton's least expensive plan. It can also tailor classes to its millions of gadgets in ways that other fitness apps cannot. But Apple does not need to topple Peloton to succeed. Fitness Plus is just another of Apple's subscriptions, along with music and TV streaming services, that will keep users tethered to the company's devices, its true money spinners. Third time lucky. The CDU's next leader. Today, Germany's governing Christian Democratic Union, CDU, will finalise rules for its leadership election in mid-January. The pandemic put paid to two previous planned party congresses, But with COVID-19 cases rising again, CDU officials are likely to announce a mainly online event at which 1,001 delegates will watch the three candidates deliver speeches before making their choice. The winner is likely to become the Joint Chancellor candidate of the CDU and its Bavarian sister party at a general election next September and after that to take over from Angela Merkel at the head of a new coalition government. The race remains wide open. Party members like Friedrich Merz an old-school conservative who left politics over a decade ago and rails against insider elites. 
But many delegates, with an eye on electability, prefer the softer approach of Armin Laschet, a state premier, or Norbert Röttgen, an MP and foreign policy expert. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Le Carré, who passed away on December 12th, 2020. The only reward for love is the experience of loving. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.